we're gonna have a short little talk about our new discipleship focus. We we had real talk, um, and we'll keep trying to do that. I, I want to encourage you to keep having intentional spiritual conversations at home, at school, at wherever. Um, you know, be intentional intentional about what you talk about. Um, have moments of real talk in your life. But I want to move to this as we enter the holiday season and into the new year. Um, and I want to I just pretty much tonight. I just want to kind of give you why we're going to focus on this. Um, I, can, I know some of y'all are probably like, oh, great, family matters. I have a sibling in this room, and I hate him or hate her. Yeah, I was specifically referencing the only, well, I guess there's siblings over here. But they don't hate each other. Y'all love, <laughs> Karen's look. Um, what? Who else? Oh, yeah, Kyle and I are related, too. That's so weird. Well, I, <laughs> all right, so what did Jesus say? was the biggest thing. Like, if, if you're following Jesus, he said, just do this. And? Not. Something came before that. <laughs> he said this and love people. What's the first part? I'll give you, love what? Love God. Love Him. Love God, love people. Anybody know where that's at in the Bible? The greatest commandment is what it's called. Go to Mark 12. Mark 12. When somebody gets there, shout out the page number. Mark 12. In fact, I'm going to help you all out. Mark 12. Mark 12. Mark 12. Mark 12. All right. Mark chapter 12. All right. So uh, verse 29. So, somebody came up to Jesus and said, hey, what's the most important thing? Hey, shh, stop playing. Mark chapter 12. Open your Bible. Page 554. If it's not Mark chapter 12, we don't want to see it. Mark chapter 8. 12. Verse 29. Yeah, 554. All right, Mark chapter 12, verse 29. This is what Jesus said is the most important. The most important is, listen, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. The second greatest commandment is love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other command greater than these. So where did Jesus, did he just make that up on the spot? Where did he get it from? Deuteronomy, this is actually from the, so flip your Bibles to Deuteronomy. I'll tell you what page it is when I get there. Deuteronomy 6, page 96. So Jesus was actually quoting something God had already established in the Old Testament that became the greatest commandment in Jewish law and religion in life but also for us in Christianity. So, page 96, yep, yep, verse 4. Chapter 6, Deuteronomy, verse 4. It says, Listen, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart, okay? So, when Jesus was saying, here's the greatest commandment, what's the greatest commandment? Love God, okay? 
You'll hear me. I've said it to y'all before. I'll always say it. God needs to come first in our life. That's the way he designed us to live, to live the abundant life, is if we put him first. Uh, Matthew 6 something, where'd it go? Matthew 6, 33, Jesus says, look, if you want all these things to just kind of fall in place in your life, if you want the comfort, the peace, the joy that he offers, put him first. Seek him and his righteousness, his kingdom first. doesn't mean things are going to be perfect on this side of heaven. This, this, in this world. But man, things, things are so much better. Walking with Jesus as priority, number one, the top in your life. That's the top commandment. The second was love people. Jesus summarized it, said, love your neighbor as yourself. So look back in Deuteronomy real quick. Verse seven. Here's kind of where he got it from. So love God with everything you got. Put it on your heart. Repeat them. Uh, these words to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house, when you walk upon, along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Bring them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol, uh, as a symbol on your forehead. Write them on doorposts of your house and on your city gates. So, so this whole idea of loving God, love comes from God. First John tells us that, that, that we love because he loved for first loved us, that, lo- that he is love, that love comes from him. So if we want to love people, we need to love him, keep him as priority, and then love people. But it talks about family. Teach this to your children. Talk about it in your home. That God, from even not just in Jesus' day, Jesus said it, so that should be enough, but he had this established way back in the Old Testament that we are to love our family. And there's, there's reason because of that. Now, for, flip back to the New Testament, 1 Timothy. 1 Timothy. Here's why we're doing this, this family matters thing. 1 Timothy. Oh, I passed it. These pages are so small. Oh, I think I passed Nope. 1 Timothy 6.47. 1 Timothy chapter 5. 647. So Jesus established this love God, love people, specifically in Deuteronomy, it targets the family. And, and here's why we're doing this family matters thing. First Timothy chapter, what I say, five, five, verse eight. Verse eight, it says, but if anyone does not provide for his own family, especially for his own household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. And that word provide simply just means care for. Care about and care for. You can break that down and, and it also means you know, work for and you know, for like, uh, parents to provide for the kids, stuff like that. But for the whole family, care for your family. Care for your family. Because if you don't, especially for your own household, He has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Family matters. And we need to make family a priority in our lives. The way that we treat our family matters. Paul goes so far to say that, look, if you don't care for, if you don't love your family, that's that's worse. That's That's worse than just not believing and not care like it's a big deal 
You'll always hear me say this. I've said it before. God is always going to come first in my life. And I have to kind of check my heart sometimes and, and I realize, okay, God's kind of fallen out of priority. I've got to put him back up there. But family's always going to come second. What do I say comes third? Anybody know? Well, that, that's fourth. Um, God, family, and then church, whoever said it. Church. And, and if my friends are part of the, the church the, and they believe in Jesus, they're part of, y'all are part of the church. I, y'all are going to come third in my life. The, being part, you know, because God says to care for the church because like Jesus cares for his bride, you know, he, he cherishes the church and we ought to as well. Um, but your family is the first circle of church in your life, is your first ministry, is your first mission. God established the family to be the place where you exercise love and you show it the most because when the world looks at your family or your marriage one day, that's how they're going to know, discover who God is. It's by the way you love each other and then the way we love each other in church as well. We're also, you know, a youth family, a church family, so it extends, but that First Timothy passage emphasizes the household. That, that we need to care for our family to love. Paul even says in, in, in 1 Timothy 3, you know, he talks about what it means to be a pastor or, or a deacon, a leader in the church. And a prerequisite, a requirement to be one of those leaders is that you actually care for your family first. If you can't care and love and take care of your family, you don't need to step into a leadership position, is what he says. Um. Me and Stormy talk about this often because I, I, I constantly, I'm like, look, I don't want to be one of those ministers that cares for his youth ministry or his programs or his church more than I care for my wife and my kids. But there's so many people that, not just ministers, so many people that just drop the ball in those areas. And then they want to step up and be a good looking leader at church, but they can't even, it's messed up, it's wrong. Uh, uh, Genesis. Not you, but the book, the book of Genesis. God established, you know, he creates Adam in chapter two and, and God has this relationship with Adam, but God even says, oh, no, this isn't good enough. It's not good for Adam to be alone. He has God, but God said, no, Adam needs something else, something special. Not that God is less and then God, God created marriage and, and, and such an uh, amazing thing. We'll talk more about that later. But man, our marriages need to be number, once you get there, your marriage needs to be number one in your life. Up under God, God first, and then your marriage. And nothing else needs to trump that. Not your job, not your kids, not your church responsibilities, not your ho- hobbies. Your marriage needs to come first. And then your kids, of course, need to matter to you, too. Don't kick them. I mean, that's important, too. Your dogs, on the other hand, cats especially, you can kick. Anyway, moving on. Um, But that's why we're talking about this. We'll talk more about this next week and then January. But family matters, and the way we love and care for our family matters because it displays to the world who our God is. Is your God the God of the Scripture, Jesus, Yahweh, or is your God yourself because you're so selfish and you want your way instead of his way? So that's why we're doing this. That's why this is going to be our focus 
I'm going to be trying to talk to your parents about it, trying to talk to our church about it. But you can start making it matter in your life. You don't have to wait till you get married to make family matter. Because if you do wait, you're going to have a hard time doing it then. But if you start working on it now, learning to love in all circumstances your family, the people that drive you the most crazy, then you're going to be able to display it in your marriage, uh, when you have kids, when, when, when you have all these things that you're juggling that are just crazy in, in the adult world. Not that y'all have plenty to juggle already, but that's kind of where we're going.